eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning and welcome to the College Football Daily. It is Friday, March 4th. I'm your host, Colin Kennedy, and today we're going to be talking about a series I've been putting together at 247sports.com, highlighting the intriguing 2022 position halls across college football. However, this includes both recruits and transfers, so as we start with the quarterbacks, who better to talk about it than a former college quarterback himself? Clint Brewster, a national college football and transfer portal analyst for us at 247sports, will join me today to dive into some of these unique income and quarterback groups via the portal and 22 cycle. We're going to analyze the path to playing time for these signal callers and the potential impact they could have for their respective programs. All right, joining me now, Clint Brewster. Clint, thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate this. This is going to be a fun conversation, and I want to jump right into things. Obviously, I mentioned in the tease ahead of time, you are a former college quarterback. You are also in charge of helping us rank these guys in the transfer portal and analyzing college football as a whole. And so what I want to ask you with your experience, both as a journalist and as a college quarterback, what do you think that transition is of entering a quarterback room in college looks like when either you are going in or how you've seen or heard things go about. What is it being a new quarterback entering not only that room, but also a new offensive system and a new locker room in general? What does that look like? And what can fans get a sense of whenever they see these guys enter these these new position rooms? That's a good question. Thanks for having me on, by the way. It can be hard, you know, just to be in the new guy in there in a, in a quarterback room. You know, there's a lot being thrown at you right away. And and um, the great coaches can kind of simplify things and, and um, kind of dummy down and, and um, make it easy for quarterbacks. You know, I feel like you know, those quarterbacks have the most success when, when the, when the playbook is dummied down, if you're a freshman, you know, trying to play, or if you're a, a freshman trying to get out there for the first time, you know, you obviously got to be like a sponge and, and, um, you know, do all the, the overtime work, you know, behind the scenes and, and, um, you know, really get with all the assistance, the, the, the graduate assistance. And, um, you know, the biggest thing is just learning the protections, the check with me's at the line of scrimmage, you know, and, and all that. And, and it can be, it can be hard. So, you know, the, the, the ones that play early are the ones that, you know, will, will 
pick all those things up very easily in our, our cerebral guys. And now these days, a, a lot of the kids that are playing earlier are guys that can get themselves out of trouble with their ability to run, you know, with their mobility. And, and um, you know, so the, the quarterback position has changed a lot in that way. You know, I think there's still space for a traditional drop back guy in this game, like Max Johnson, who we'll talk about. Um, but you know, the, the game has changed a lot, you know, especially since I've been in a, a quarterback room. It's a really interesting dynamic, and I'm glad you're able to share some insight because I think it's it's hard for fans to understand at times just how difficult it is for these guys, not only recruits, but transfers to step into these new rooms with expectations of helping save these programs even at times. And, and a lot of the guys we'll talk about today have that type of burden on their shoulders. And starting with this series, South Carolina was one that I really wanted to lead the show with when we talk about these types of expectations. I mean, it looks like Shane Beamer's not going to have to be asked to start a graduate assistant at quarterback anymore, which is probably a good thing. But he's bringing in a lot of guys who are not only setting himself up for immediate but long-term future success. And a lot of that has to do with, obviously, Spencer Rattler, former Oklahoma quarterback, like you mentioned, a guy who's probably slated to start right away, going to be asked to play a ton and help this room evolved. I think it's also a really interesting case study here as he enters a team that exceeded expectations in 2021, despite having the quarterback issues that it did. When you look at Spencer Rattler to South Carolina, what fascinates you about this move? And ultimately, what can he do for the Gamecocks in 2022? I really like him more than others. You know, he, he gets a lot of criticism, I think. And, you know, he, he kind of does it to himself. There's some cockiness. Everybody says that, you know, he could be a locker room issue, but I'm getting a lot of good intel on, on um, Spencer Rattler that he's doing a great job already at South Carolina and, and um, you know, done a great job with his, with his teammates. And I really like the move by Shane Beamer. He wasn't afraid to go out there and get somebody that's got NFL talent and kind of try to uh, take a chance and, and mold this kid. And, you know, I just, I, they did their due diligence in, in getting him. It was a long interview process with him. NFL traits, as far as his, his arm talent, uh, he, he's got, uh, he's an elite downfield thrower. I mean, he can move. He, he, uh, you know, he just, he can flick the ball downfield so easily. And, and, um, you know, I just, I just think that it, it could really pay off for South Carolina. He kind of fits in any sort of offense, you know, because he can move around some. I think that the arrows kind of, you know, more trending up, you know, for for him, even though he hasn't gotten on the field yet uh, for South Carolina. But I, I like the move. You know, we ranked him as a ninety-one initially. Um, he could move up some when we do our re-rankings, and and um, you know, he's a guy with. You know, we ranked him as a 91, and I think that that correlates to more of a, uh, you know, maybe a six-round draft pick, fifth-round draft pick, and, he, you know, he could be even higher. I mean, he has the skill set to be drafted even higher, and that that's a big part of our rankings, you know, where, where they'll be drafted at. They're also bringing in four-star quarterback Tanner Bailey and three-star Braden Davis, two guys that obviously will be sitting behind Rattler likely 
and then eventually helping this Gamecock program build towards the future. Obviously, the goal is to never start a GA at the signal caller spot ever again, but four-star Tanner Bailey, like I mentioned, a guy who obviously is up there in the rankings, and then three-star Braden Davis is a guy who, natural tools-wise, I think is very intriguing, which is why they were one of the programs to make this list. Great stuff so far. More when we come back with Clint Brewster. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another one that I think if you just look at the transfer guy alone, it's an obvious choice to make this list is Texas. And they're bringing in Quinn Ewers. We all know it. He's going back home, quote unquote, to the program that he grew up a fan of in his childhood. And the Longhorns under Steve Sarkeesian are also bringing in four-star quarterback Malik Murphy. But going to Quinn, this is a guy who transferring in, even at a younger age, is going to be expected to help Steve Sarkeesian get Texas back. And so when you look at Quinn Ewers, what kind of impact can he have in the now for Texas, and what do you think his long-term ceiling is as the future quarterback of the Texas? Well, I think his ceiling is just crazy. It's just unlimited. Obviously, his his arm is, is generational. He's he reminded me a, a lot. I thought of uh, Matthew Stafford just coming out of uh, of high school with his arm elasticity and and you know how he can uh, just get the ball downfield. He's kind of a, a a gunslinger. You know, like you said, the pressure is on. I mean, this guy. I mean, I, I think he's the highest ranked quarterback since. I don't know, uh, Vince Young, Garrett Gilbert. He's he's got all the pressure in the world, and and I think that he can handle it. I mean, I think that he's a kid who's very calm, cool. You you don't really see an arm like his come around um, very often. I, I think he's got to uh, polish his his skills and and sharpen his uh, mechanics. You know, some, but I just I love his arm. It's very Matthew Stafford to me. How you know how he can. Um, you know, generate throwing windows with his arm angles and just everything he can do. Uh, he fits the what Steve Sarkeesian wants to get the ball um, out in the perimeter, outside, and, and throw it vertical. You know, he's got Xavier Worthy. He's got a uh, a kid coming in named Isaiah Nayer, the uh, wide receiver from Wyoming on the, in the transfer portal, who's also a big time um, outside receiver. I mean, I can't wait to see uh, you know him play. It's it's uh, it'll be must see TV for sure. Also coming in with him, I mentioned him earlier, Malik Murphy, the four star quarterback from the 2022 recruiting cycle. A guy who I'm really fascinated by. Some people throw the Jameis Winston comparison out, and I think it's definitely relatable in a sense. This is a big, physical, well framed guy with a powerful arm. 
who when he's on, he's not only a ton of fun to watch, but he's a ton of fun to be around. People gravitate towards him. Steve Sarkeesian's bringing him in as kind of his project to sit behind and develop behind Quinn Ewers. And, and I think it's a really fascinating dynamic here. Okay, let's go next up. This is going to be a really interesting conversation here because I think this one's kind of gotten lost in the mix. Texas A&M is bringing in a guy who head coach Jimbo Fisher went out of his way to highlight when he joined us on CBS Sports HQ. Connor Wigman is a guy who obviously a five-star talent, going to play both quarterback and on the baseball team in College Station. And Fisher said he, in his eyes, is the number one quarterback in the country. And he probably has a case here, but with Wigman coming in, with Haynes King, coming back, it might have gotten lost in the mix that Max Johnson is transferring in from LSU. And this is a guy that has experience. He's a guy who's won some big games for the Tigers, even at a time where LSU probably wasn't operating at full capacity. So I want to ask you, Clint, when we talk about Max Johnson, what can this guy do? And do you think he's a legitimate threat to take over the starting quarterback job at Texas A&M over guys like Wigman and Haynes King? I do think so. I, I think that that Max Johnson, you know, can go in and be the quarterback right away with, uh, you know, his experience and what he brings to the table, especially uh, from a cerebral standpoint there. He's an extremely smart kid. He understands offense. He understands all the, uh, the, uh, the stuff that he needs to do at the line of scrimmage. You know, there. The, the Jimbo Fisher offense, there's so much that you have to learn, you know, pre-snap. And Max Johnson will pick all that up very quickly. You know, obviously his his dad was in the NFL for a long time. And, and uh, you know, Max really plays like that. You know, he's, he's extremely sharp. Uh, he makes good decisions. Um, you know, he threw 27 touchdowns compared to six interceptions, and it, it wasn't an easy situation for him there at, at LSU. Uh, he sees the field extremely well. He's 6'5", 219. I really like Max Johnson and, and uh, what he brings to the table. I think it's a, a very unique pickup here because Texas A&M, like I mentioned, is going to bring in one of the more elite 2022 recruiting prospects across the country. They've got a guy in Haynes King coming back who the staff obviously likes, but like you mentioned, they felt it necessary to go out and get a guy like Johnson. And I think even though he may have gotten lost in the shuffle, fell into the shadows, it's a true testament to the talent that he brings to the table. And Texas A&M is obviously heading into a pivotal era under Jimbo Fisher, considering all the hype they've received on the recruiting trail. And a guy like Johnson, in my opinion, could help capitalize on that immediately, as we know what quarterback talent can do to your surroundings. Quickly on Connor Wigman, though, whenever Johnson, if he does take over the starting job, whenever Johnson ultimately steps down, Wigman could be the guy that takes Texas A&M to a different level. This guy is one of the most fierce competitors I've seen, not just in the state of Texas, but across the country. Incredibly mobile, athletic, great at the off-platform throw, can get outside the pocket and make plays with his legs or with his arm. He's got the arm strength to push the ball down the field vertically. That's obviously something that Jimbo Fisher mentioned to us on CBS Sports HQ that he wants to do a little bit more of. He, he wants to open up this offense a bit more. And I think that's why Fisher is so excited about Wigman coming in is because because this is exactly the kind of guy who can take Texas A&M's offense and team overall to heights that they simply haven't seen. And so I'm very excited about what Connor Wigman can do. A lot of this type of content and more will be coming 
to 247sports.com. You can also check out Clint Brewster on Twitter at ClintBrew247. Clint, I really appreciate you, man. This is a ton of fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. Be sure to check Clint out on Twitter. He's a massive part of our operation behind the scenes and the key to a lot of what we do. Really appreciate him and the work he puts in. Feel free to leave us a five-star review and subscribe for future episodes. For producer Lance Glenn and my guest Clint Brewster, I'm Colin Kennedy saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the College Football Daily.